12 years, you didn't even know you had a son. But then one day, I ran away from military school to look for you. And I'll never forget the words you said when your eyes met mine. You're my what? Mr. Stratton? Yeah. Are you Edward Stratton III? That's me. Pleased to meet you. Hi. I'm your son. To join this man and this woman in holy matrimony. Will you, Edward, take this woman as your lawful and wedded wife? I will. And will you, Kate, take this man as your lawful and wedded husband? I will. With this ring, I thee wed. I now pronounce you husband and wife. everybody happy 2020 this is angela bowen the host of together we're gonna find our way an unofficial silver spoons podcast how are y'all doing in 2020 i'm excited i can't wait to dive into season four and that's where we're at season four rick's gotta be what like 16 almost 16 i think he celebrates a birthday this this season, um, Edward and Kate are now husband and wife, and get to see all the fun husband and wife things that they're going to do together, or not. <laughs> um, Alfonso and Dexter. Uh, actually, this first episode I'm going to be talking about today is a Dexter and Alfonso-ish centered episode. And the episode I'm talking about today, of course, is Season 4, Episode 1, entitled Head Over Heels, which aired on September 15th, 1985. In this episode, we do have a, excuse me, a guest star. Um, It's sad because this particular guest star has passed on. And the person I am speaking of is Whitney Houston. In this episode, she's a friend of Kate's who's come for a visit. When Dexter meets her, he falls for her, and Ricky and Edward try to get him to loosen up. And they do such a good job that Dex is no longer paying attention to his work and is even thinking of moving to be with her, which doesn't make Alfonso happy. Of course it wouldn't, because Alfonso just came on in season three from living with his mom. The idea of having to just pack up and move again, I mean, my goodness... Well, this episode actually has a 7.3 out of 10 rating based on 20 ratings on IMDb. We have Whitney Houston and we have Louise Duarte video exercise. Yes, because in this episode, Edward is testing some exercise equipment that he's... Like one of those that is accompanied by a voice that's supposed to help you. Like, oh, you're going too slow. You need to speed up. Or you're doing great. Keep up the pace. Or stuff like that. Which is funny because this is 1985. This is like not far along from 1986. 
So this is really top of the line technology and uh, exercise equipment that he's uh, putting together, which nowadays is old hat for us, right? Because we have stuff like we have interactive exercise stuff, you know, from when the Wii Fit came out with the Wii, and then we also have treadmills that have programs on them that you can, there's, um, <laughs> I bought my treadmill three years ago. I'm actually going to be selling it because in the three years I've used it maybe less than 10 times. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. Um, but it came with a program. You had to, well, it didn't come with it. You had to pay for it. It was a two-year program that and the thing that's frustrating is that the treadmill I have actually has Bluetooth but half the time it like wouldn't connect to the program and it's like what am I even doing but anyway you could like run like in different like countries and cities and stuff like that and it would keep like it would show your progress on the screen granted when i bought it <laughs> i'm like oh it's supposed to have a screen with it no actually what that picture was was somebody who had a tablet that has a little spot for you to put a tablet so we had to go out and like buy um an inexpensive i think it was like samsung uh, tablet so that way the program could be used that way. And I feel bad now because I really <laughs> but it, just, it was so frustrating because the Bluetooth half the time wouldn't even connect with the program and the treadmill is supposed to like line up and it's like what is the point? I mean even to the point where I got a small TV to put in here and like hooked up like the Wii U like um, Wii Sports thing that has running on it, and I'm like, oh, that way I can watch myself run. That didn't last very long either, and then I just watch stuff on Netflix on the TV, but after a while, it's like, yeah, this treadmill behind me has got dust on it. Um, I have someone lined up to take it for me who wants it, who will actually put it to use. So, she'll, someone will give her a good home. This episode was directed by Jack Shea. Writers David W. Duclan, Ron Levitt, Michael G. Moy, Marshall Goldberg, Jim Gugan, Howard Leeds, Ben Starr, and Martin Cohen. These are the people who wrote on the show. A lot of people, guys. A lot of people wrote on the show. There is no trivia. There is a soundtrack, though. Saving All My Love For You, performed by Whitney Houston. And this is Whitney Houston basically playing herself. She's not playing a character. So I'm kind of curious to find out, like, do we find out how she and Kate, like, did you guys go to school together? Did you, like, just happen to pop in at one of her concerts and you guys, like, got to talking and you have something in common? I'm hoping to learn that. Maybe we will. I mean, come on. You don't just say, hey, this is Whitney Houston, my friend, and just not give us a little bit of a backstory or history of how you met or you know each other but uh <laughs> yeah like i said i'm really excited to dive into season four you know i finished season three at the end of september so it's been a bit in october i gave you guys a halloween episode um a two-part episode thanksgiving episode in november and then of course the christmas episode in december so now we're back to season we're starting season four it's going to be back to being a weekly podcast and then that's how it's going to continue on through 
season five. So I'm hoping, amongst all hope, to finish the show in 2020. And then after that, what I'm thinking of is another monthly podcast to start out in April. If you've listened to the Different Strokes to Move the World, the introduction podcast episode podcast i will be doing a monthly podcast starting in april of different strokes and covering select episodes there when silver spoons is done i will basically different strokes is going to take its place and eventually when punky brewster the reboot eventually happens i will cover that show i haven't really heard anything any more news other than the pilot has been filmed they're shopping it around to see, you know, get it out there. It's supposed to be part of the um, Peacock Network, which is the NBC streaming service. Um, I guess they're doing that one in Saved by the Bell, a possible reboot, minus Mark Paul Gossler, who played Zach Morris, which I don't see how that's going to sound good. At. I mean, if you don't got Zach Morris, who's going to watch it? For Jesse and Slater, I don't think so. But of course, before I officially get into covering the episode, I want to let the new listeners know where they can follow along with the podcast. It does have a Facebook page at Silver Spoons Podcast, or together we're going to find our way an unofficial Silver Spoons Podcast. You guys don't got to type all that out. Just Silver Spoons Podcast. It'll come up. Also on Instagram, Silver Spoons Pod or Podcast. Uh, it also shares space on Twitter with the Punky Power PB podcast. Even though I finished all four seasons of Punky Brewster, are all available for you to listen to on SoundCloud and on iTunes. If you're a regular listener, if you would like to head on over to iTunes and support the show, write a nice review. You can use emojis to describe your favorite character episodes, whether you're talking about Punky Brewster or Silver Spoons, whatever you guys want to do. I would really love the, love the support and the reviews. That way the more we get, the more the podcast gets out there. And when I start with the Different Strokes podcast in April, that is of course going to be under the same umbrella as Punky Power and Silver Spoons because they're all by NBC. I kind of wanted to keep them all together. I know that Full House is also covered on this podcast network. Well, I don't really want to call it a network, but um, I know that's an ABC show, but it's like, yeah. Also, if you would like to send an email regarding Punky Brewster, regarding Silver Spoons, regarding the upcoming Different Strokes or Full House, there are many email addresses. If you want to send them to punkypowerpbpodcast at gmail.com or silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com, Whichever, I will list them both in the description, in the episode description. Alright, so without further ado, I am looking forward to getting into this. If you check out the social media sites that the podcast is on, you'll see it now has new cover art. Instead of it just being Edward and Ricky, who is now I refer to as Rick because he's now come of age. Um, that picture was from season one. The new one I have is of Edward, Rick, and Kate on the couch looking through a photo album. I just thought this is nice. Now they're in the final two seasons. Rick is older now. Edward and Kate are married. I just wanted to show that progression. As is the new theme song that I've done, which is from the first half of it, of course, is from Return 
of the Paisley Conspiracy, which is a season three episode where it's Edward's 40th, 40th, yes, his 40th birthday. And they're doing a, can you recognize this voice? And it's where Rick is saying, you know, two years ago, I came to you. You didn't even know you had a son. And then when I told you, and then so on. And then, of course, I put in the little scene from the pilot of Ricky saying, are you Edward Stratton III? I'm your son, you know? And then, of course, the little snippets from where Edward and Kate get married. I want to include that as well because we're moving on now. Those are two monumental things from the, you know, the pilot, Rick and his dad getting introduced. Now the time has passed and they're comfortable with each other and everything like that. I just wanted to do that kind of a throwback. And then, of course, the wedding. So that's kind of a, a passage of time that we've moved on. We've grown and now we are entering the final two seasons of the show. It's so hard to believe that I started this podcast over a year ago. And it's just, it's been so great. I just, I love the show. I've enjoyed covering it. I'm hoping that you guys have enjoyed me covering it. So, all right, without further ado, let's see how season four kicks off. So one thing I gotta say about this theme song, I was like, eh, I don't know if I like, it's more of a kind of a, a poppy, like, rockish, like, up-tempo beat, which at first I was like, eh, I don't know, but I think now that I changed my podcast theme song, theme song, I think it's gonna start to grow on me, especially as I start going through the episodes. I think that season's five really isn't that different than this one but then again it could be wrong i can uh, let's see describe this here we got the rick in the middle between edward and kate they're flipping through a photo album so clearly this has got to be an episode which is going to be just straight up flashback episode and they're just pointing at pictures like, hey, remember when this happened? Remember the, when that happened? And they're all laughing like, <laughs> gosh, what episode was this one from? Clearly, I think it's season two. It might have been the happy birthday episode. So we focus on a photo of Ricky Stratton from season two. He's wearing a white sweater with a blue collared shirt underneath. And it's got like a red stripe. A blue stripe on one sleeve and then a yellow stripe on the other. Holy gagoli! This is the next episode. Actually, the scene that they show next is from, I think it's from Head Over Here. No, it's from, this is Head Over Here. It's um, season four, episode two, Mrs. Stratton Builds Her Dream House. What in the world am I looking at? Also, from seasons one through three, we only ever got to see Rick's room the library, and the living room. We did see that one area where Kate was getting ready for her wedding. I don't know where that was in the house, but um, we actually, I do believe, get to see other areas of the house. I think a big one is going to be the kitchen. We've never seen it before. It just looks like just such a traditional home. I mean, when you see, you know that when you see the mansion it says silver spoons over it that's not actually where they live but they 
you just see like this huge living room and then you see this traditional looking kitchen that you would find practically in any home. But Rick and Edward are sitting on like these sawhorse type things where like, you know you use when you're like cutting wood or or your uh, whatever when you're remodeling or whatever. Anyway, um, for construction people. And they're just sitting on them, and all of a sudden, whatever's above them just comes crashing down and hitting Edward. I'm like, dude, that could kill him. Something falling from above and, like, hitting your head? That's an injury. That's a lawsuit, in fact. So I'm looking forward to getting to next week, Mrs. Stratton builds her dream house. Apparently she goes with some really shoddy construction company. Edward really should have been honey. If you want to remodel the house, that's great. But please. But then again, remember the pilot episode when Edward had hired some crooked guy to handle his finances? It was actually the guy who played Coach Cutlip from the Wonder Years who just simply, on a computer, took all of Edward's money from his bank account and deposited it right into his. Rick, Ricky was actually able to fix that problem. But it's just like... Yeah, why wouldn't you want to find the best people around if you're going to remodel? I mean, they had to have known, you know, once you guys are married, she is going to want to say and kind of beautifying the home, you know, making it feel like it's just not it's not like a bachelor pad with a father and a son just hanging out. You know, the wife's got to have a say too. I think we're going to say goodbye to that train, aren't we? Because I don't think, I think once they remodel, I mean, that couch, that, that leather chaise lounge couch, that's out. They got a nice comfy sofa, which we see in this theme song. I, I honestly think they're going to take those railroad tracks out. I really don't, or train tracks. I think those are going to be gone. Not 100% sure, but we'll find out. Oh yeah, this is from the episode, uh, isn't it Lulu's Back in Town? Where she wants to open, um that restaurant or take over that restaurant and Ricky comes in finds out that she doesn't want to do it anymore and Edward and Kate are working out and Edward is like practically hacking up a lung because he or apparently he can't exercise for long <laughs> and Rick just kind of goes through the motions of exercising like Kate is doing while he's explaining like oh, I feel bad that Lulu's not to uh, Gonna run that restaurant. She does end up running the restaurant later. It's kind of funny because this is season two, episode one, Passport to Pleasure, when we had Derek, lovely I miss Derek. Season four is the season where we're actually going to lose another friend of Rick's. Freddie is going to be no more, like, halfway through season four. They're going to bring in someone like, I think his name is, like, Brad or something like that. That's going to tempt Rick to drink. The drinking, the two-part drinking episode, that's season four. That's this season. Oh, the episode from Mr. Cool where Rick's got that red shirt that's, like, all, like, ripped in the front. And he's wearing little shades and does a moonwalk. The, oh, here's an episode. Uh, this might be from the next one. Because Rick's just sleeping in his bed and all of a sudden it's like water gets dumped on his face. Is the bathroom from upstairs, like, leaking? I don't know. And again, it's probably that shoddy construction work. Yeah, I'm kind of curious, as I know later on, I know you guys are like, well, you get to the episode already. Well, the thing is, I know at some point 
they kind of pulled like a Fresh Prince situ- a Bel Air situation. You know how Will and Carlton moved out to that little uh, what the heck pool house or whatever it was. Rick, I think, like, hey, Dad, I'm 17. I want some privacy. I'm gonna move out to the pool house that apparently us as the viewers and have never known existed. What would become of his bedroom? That is what I want to know. Did you know that Edward and Kate don't even have another kid? I Well, not that they had a kid to begin with, with each other, but even still, gosh, I really wish. It's like, why, why did they bother to bring that up if you weren't going to develop that? What was the whole point? Unless it gets brought up during the season four, I don't know. We get a new picture of Rick in the opening. He's wearing a pink peach button-up shirt. Looks like he's this season four. He's rocking that baby mullet. He's rocking the baby mullet. It's just it's starting. We saw it a little bit in season three, but now it's like starting to slowly like grow like a chia pet. Um, we also get a picture of Edward and Kate's. Wedding, so now you know if you didn't watch all season one through three and you didn't know that Edward and Kate are married, well, this is a prime example. It shows you it, it did happen. They did tie the knot. Remember how in season three, Kate's hair was actually short? It was just below her ears. She's actually grown it out. She's oh, she was so beautiful. She's so pretty. Erin Gray is so beautiful. Of course, we can't forget about Alfonso and Dexter. We get a shot from the village of the Darn part two, where Dexter is putting an arm around Alfonso. Oh, Franklin Seals, R.I.P. That's another R.I.P. He looks so good with his hair slicked back in that suit and tie. But he mostly always wears a suit and tie. Now we're going to see him wearing like a windbreaker and a sleeveless shirt and rainbow suspenders. A lot of this footage is, a lot of it is from season three. Alfonso, boy, you got taller, bud. Edward from Passport to Pleasure wearing that badger. <laughs> um, yeah, that badger um, patrol thing. Get up with all the, you know, stuff on it. Oh, yeah, blazing hotel rooms. That's right. <laughs> Or they're trying to escape through the, the helicopter has that like rescue net thing. Edward's trying to get onto it. Remember how he like hooked his his legs around the um the the railing of that balcony and how he was having Ricky like crawl climb on him and Ricky like hopped like right onto his middle like crunch to the the nads there. Oh, here we go. This must be from this episode. Edward's like. Looks like he's uh, singing from a microphone, so this has got to be this episode. Did Edward get a haircut, or did he just get the hair slicked back? Did he? Because you know in season one and two, it just seemed like it was kind of, especially season one, it was really long and it hung over his ears, just really looked unappealing. But now it's like, yeah, he's, he's a husband, he's got to look good for his woman, his wife. Oh my gosh, this... It looks bit oh yep you can see train tracks are gone they got an area rug they got a nice wooden wood glass coffee table not that other thing and they got that comfy looking couch did rick get into college he's like 16 years old and he's like jumping into his dad's 
arms. Like, the house has a complete redo, which it looks really, really good. It looks like an actual living room. Seasons one through three, this did not look like a living room. It looked like huge. Oh, my dinner's ready. Okay, I'm on the right episode. Um, apparently the disc that I'm on has episodes all out of whack. I was turns out I was watching episode two of season four, Mrs. Stratton's Dream House or Builds her Dream House, and I'm like, so where before I even realized that, I'm like, where does Whitney Houston come in? Because as soon as Kate's like, oh Edward, look at this house magazine. This is some of the stuff I want to do to the house. But luckily, it's like okay, let's. Uh, <laughs> Well, I did a good little chunk of that one already, so <laughs> that'll be ready for next week. Okay, so season four opens up in a banquet hall, and I guess they're shooting a, a, a video of sorts, a music video. Rick's got a record, I think, of Whitney Houston. Here we go. This is where Edward gets on uh, on stage and starts singing into the microphone because you know that Joel Higgins has got a beautiful John Denver quality voice. So I'm going to play this clip. Boy, what a great place to shoot a video. There's tables, chairs, aluminum palm trees. I can't wait to meet Whitney Houston. Good evening, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, hey, back, you animals. Back, back. All right, for my first number, I'd like to do an eight. <laughs> Dad, Whitney could be here any minute. Come on. Well, Whitney won't mind. Just a friend of Kate's. Edward, get off the stage. <laughs> How did he no, know no, her? Too generous. Where is she? Did I miss her? Am I early? Is she late? Oh, really, Alfonso? Must you carry on so? Yeah. How often do you get to meet the Whitney Houston? I'm sorry. I just don't share your adolescent enthusiasm with showbiz folk. Oh, yeah. Whitney's one of the nicest people I know. Yeah, she has another adorable trait. Now that her career is taking off, she's going to need a business manager. Then where is she? <laughs> we just got here, Dexter. On time. Listen, I've dealt with some of these people. They're disorganized flakes, irresponsible renegades, and... Hi! <laughs> Incredible goddesses. <laughs> Marriage must agree with you. Well, yes, I'd like to meet my husband, Edward. Yeah, I agree with her. <laughs> I have my stepson, Rick. Hi, hi. And our dear friends, Dexter Stockhans. And his nephew, Alfonso. Hi, hi. Dex? <laughs> Dex, you okay? <laughs> you must be the man who's going to help me with my money. <laughs> oh. That's accountant talk for yes. And Dexter is one of accounting's grandmasters. Yeah, he does H&R blocks taxes. <laughs> Aren't you too busy to help showbiz folk like Whitney? <laughs> no, no. Well, uh, why don't you give Whitney your card? No, no, not your car. Your card. Business card. Thank you. So I yeah I thought that Edward was gonna like sing and he's like doing some weird goofy stand up goofiness and Rick's like Dad please Whitney will be here any minute please get off the stage and 
Of course, Edward's like, oh, Rick, don't worry. Kate doesn't mind, do you, Kate? I mean, Whitney's a good friend of hers. And Kate's like, honey, please just get off the stage. <laughs> You're going to embarrass me. Boom, cut to the doorway, and we got Alfonso running in like his butt's on fire. Like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, Whitney, is she here? Am I early? Is she late? And Dexter, who has not met Whitney yet, is like, Alfonso, it's fine. Just, I, I can't believe you're going gaga over these celebrity-type people. And then he's just kind of saying how all celebrity types are all the same. They're always flaky, and they're always late, and they never take anything seriously, and blah, blah, blah. Of course, as soon as that, uh, Dexter, that flies out of his mouth, who should appear right out on stage but Whitney Houston. And she and Kate hug, and Whitney's like, oh, marriage does suit you. Kate, it definitely does. And Kate introduces, of course, Edward as her husband and her stepson, Rick, and Alfonso and Dexter. And Dexter is smitten. He is a smitten kitten because he cannot talk. He is at a loss for words. He is Mr. Mumblemouth, Mr. Marbles. It's pretty much eating his words as we speak. Oh, he refers to Whitney Houston, Dexter does, before his little tongue-tied self, as showbiz folk. Ay, ay, ay. So I'm just looking up, um, Br uh, Brittany, <laughs> excuse me, Whitney Houston's IMDb. It says she passed February 11th, 2012. So that's going to be what? February 11th is going to be, this year it's going to be eight years. Wow. She was only 48 when she passed. She has had a very, aside from not just music, but she's had a very lengthy acting career as well. Just going all the way. Oh, she was in an episode of Give Me a Break in 1984. She was in an episode as a concert performer in As the World Turns. 85, Whitney Houston, You Give Good Love. 85, Whitney Houston, All at Once. 85... Saving All My Love For You, 1985. Whitney Houston. Oh, Silver Spoons, this episode. Yep. Whitney Houston, How Will I Know? Remember that one. Stop the Madness, 86. Greatest Love of All, 86. Didn't We Almost Have It All, 87. So Emotional, 87. I Want to Dance With Somebody, 87. Where Do Broken Hearts Go, 88. Let's see. Aretha Franklin, Whitney Houston, it... It isn't, it wasn't, I'm not sure what this is. Um, I'm Your Baby Tonight, 1990. All the Man That I Need, 91. Miracle. Oh my goodness, there's so much, guys. I'm gonna, I don't want to keep you here forever. <laughs> of course, we got The Bodyguard, uh, 1992. I remember that was probably one of my first exposures with Whitney Houston would have been The Bodyguard. Of course, at the time, I was 10, so I probably might have been a little young to see it, but... Um, my sister had the soundtrack, and when she moved out, I'm like, oh, can you give me the soundtrack? You have the soundtrack? No, what, Nicole did, my sister did. She went out and get, you know how, like, cassettes at the time had, like, single songs on it that had, you know, I Will Always Love You, and they had another song on there. So that was her version of the soundtrack that she gave me. I'm Every Woman, One to You, 93... I Have Nothing, 93, Queen of the Nuts. A lot of these are all, like, from The Bodyguard. Um, Exhale, Waiting to Exhale, 95, The Preacher's Wife, 96. 
Uh, what else did she do? I guess in Waiting to Exhale and The Preacher's Wife were like their last like big motion picture. Well, there was something called what? Sparkle? That's um something. Okay. In the 60s, three girl sisters form a girl group soon become the local sensations. Okay, that's that's wonderful. So, Dexter, of course, has dealt, being he's an accountant, he's dealt with the celebrity types. And he pretty much just lumps them all to one, into one category. Like, they're just flaky, they're disorganized. Of course, Whitney Houston steps out on that stage of that banquet hall, and he is just like, she is a goddess. She is gorgeous. So this is 85. We are still at least seven years out from the bodyguard coming to theaters. She had a lot of hits between 85 and 92 when the bodyguard came out. How does Kate know her? I want to know. Will we find out? That's what I want to know. Did they go to college together? They look like they... Kate looks a little bit older than Whitney. Whitney looks like she is, like, in her mid to late 20s. Kate, of course, has got to be, like, maybe in her early 30s. I don't know. So Rick's like, hey, Dexter, why don't you give Whitney your card? You know, like, business card. And he is so stuttering, like, uh, he hands, like, his grabs his car keys and Rick's like, no, not your car, as in your business card. So he pulls one out of his briefcase, gives it to her, snaps the briefcase shut, thus snapping his tie right in the briefcase. Oh my goodness. Of course, Alfonso is like trying to throw Uncle Dexter under the bus. Like, oh, I thought you said the celebrities were all flaky and disorganized, Uncle Dexter. And Oh, we actually get to see Dexter's place with Alfonso's. Oh, this is so cool. Dexter's back to the tie thing. He's holding up one tie, holding up another, seeing what one looks good. Who is this band, people? That This poster that Alfonso's got? Because Rick opens a door and he's got, like, this green sleeping bag. Is he going on a camping trip? So Dexter, of course, wants Rick's advice on ties. Like, what one do you think? And he holds them both up. And Rick's like, well, they look, like, identical. And Dexter's like, well, they're not. One is dark blue and one is midnight blue. Like, ugh, I don't know. I'm supposed to give it, you're asking a teenage, a 15-year-old boy advice on ties. Rick's not going to wear a tie unless he's made to wear one. So what's up? I guess Dexter's nervous. He and Rick get into this back and forth like, Dexter, are you nervous? No, why would I be nervous? Because you sound like you're nervous. Why are you asking me if I'm nervous? I'm getting nervous because you keep asking me if I'm Okay, okay, guys, we get it. He's nervous. I guess he's going on a date with Whitney. Is that what's going on? He's got, like, a three-piece suit thing going on underneath his suit jacket. He's got, like, the, well, the button-up vest thing underneath the suit jacket. Of course, Rick's like, I can't believe you're wearing a tie. Dexter, it's like the weekend. What are you doing? I thought you cut loose when you're fancy free on the weekends. This is a business dinner thing between him and Whitney being he's going to possibly be her accountant. So he wants to, and I'm just thinking, dude, Rick, this is Dexter, man. You've known him since, like, season two. Why are you questioning the fact that it's a weekend and he's wearing a tie? He would probably wear a tie to bed if he could. And why wouldn't he be able to wear a tie? It's his house. 
he can wear a tie in the shower if he wanted to. So yeah, he does say Whitney Houston's going to be dropping by for a business dinner. And Rick catches on and like, Dex, you're going to like her, don't you? And Dexter, of course, he is just a puddle of goo. He's like, yes, I do. Oh, I like her so much. Okay, I get Rick is a teenager. I get that demographic. They want to bring in the teen girls, the ladies, for the eye candy of Ricky Schroeder. Um, because he's got at least... He's wearing a pinkish, peachish uh, long sleeve shirt, but he's got like two or three buttons unbuttoned, like just at almost at chest level. And it's like, I get they want that eye candy. Because in Mrs. Stratton Builds a Dream House, they do have him like tucking his shirt in and then pulling it back out again. And you do see a little bit of Tommy Midrift area. I'm going to play this clip between Dexter and Rick. Rick is definitely playing uh, Dr. Love here, like giving Dex some love advice because Ricky's got always, always got the girls after him. He's always got this season and season four from what, when I was looking over the episodes, every other episode, Rick has got some form of girl just hanging on him. I noticed one of them because this disc has like episodes all out of order and the girl who plays Lynn, Tanner from Elf, is a love interest for him at one point. So, interesting. Alfonso, get dressed. My dad will be here any minute. Morning. Hi, Rick. Listen, I can't decide. Which one of these do you like better? They look about the same to me. Well, they're not. This is dark blue and this is midnight blue. Oh, no wonder you can't decide. <laughs> What's the matter, Dex? Do you seem nervous? I'm not nervous. Who's nervous? Why would I be nervous? It's just that you're acting like you're nervous. Because you keep asking me if I'm nervous. Why are you wearing a tie anyway? It's Saturday. Richard, proper business etiquette does not end on weekends. Plus, Whitney Houston stopping by and I wanted to dress appropriately for a business meeting. You sort of like her, don't you? Oh, Lord, yes. <laughs> A thousand times, yes. I've never been smitten like this in my entire life. How does it feel to be smitten? Ooh, it's wonderful. <laughs> it's terrible. It's joyous. It's maddening. I can't eat. I can't sleep. Yet I don't seem to care. Maybe I'm in love. <laughs> yeah. Let's hope it's love. Uh, it's hopeless. She lives in a world of champagne and I'm tap water. Why don't you ask her out? The worst she can say is no. Getting rejected by Whitney would be worse than failing an IRS audit. I got it. Please promise me you won't breathe a word of this to anyone, okay? Okay, your secret's safe. So, Dexter even goes so far to say that he's in love. And I'm like... I don't think it's love, guy. I honestly think you're just infatuated. Like you said, you're smitten. You're just, you know, kind of those love at first sight type things only. It's more based on just, you know, the looks and the fact that she's a celebrity and everything like that. Um, and Rick suggests, you know, hey, look, why don't you just ask her out? I mean, the worst she could say is no. And Dexter's like, well, yeah, but being uh, rejected by... Whitney Houston is worse than uh, a tax audit with the IRS or something like that. So Dexter swears Rick to secrecy. Do not let in 
don't let on that you know this. I don't want, you know, people laughing and, you know, making fun of me and everything or whatever. The whole time, you know, Rick was, like, ro- trying to roll up a sleeping bag, which is now he's just thrown it on the floor. <laughs> but Alfonso appears to go and answer the door, and it's Edward to pick up Rick and Alfonso. Are they going somewhere? I mean, I get, what, a sleepover? Is that why he's bringing the sleeping bag? Is it camping? I mean, I don't know. Morning, guys. Hey, Dax, what's new? I love Whitney Houston. (laughs) Does Whitney know this? Ah, she won't be interested in a man like me. I've seen her on MTV. You watch MTV? You must be in love. I saw in this music award show with a bunch of trendy men. Men with names like Sean and Chuck. Hey, don't sell yourself short. You can do it. Go after her. You can be as trendy as anyone named Sean or Chuck. I don't think you've ever noticed, but I tend to be a little bit more traditional, reserved. Oh, come on. Remember when I asked you if I could stay up after 12 and you went like this? That was cool. That midnight blue tie is pretty outrageous, dude. It's dark blue. <laughs> well, there's lots of things you can do, Dex. Sure there is. I'll bet under that stuffy Dexter, there's a cool Dexter. Way under. <laughs> sure there is. Now, the first thing you got to do is lose the jacket. Yeah, and the vest, too. And Here, a good idea. It's bu- yeah, we got to lose no some of these accounting layers. That's all. We got to... Oh. Hello. What is that? What's this hurt? now? Huh? Look at this shirt. <laughs> I gave it to him for Christmas. Well, oh, keep that on. And you wear this jacket. Oh, no, 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 I couldn't. Yes, you could. Think of Whitney. <laughs> All right, roll up the sleeves, Rick. sleeves, yeah. All right. He still needs something. I've got it. Oh. Come on. <laughs> Not bad. Look out. Where? an expression. Try to loosen up a little bit. Okay. How was that? That was great. It was so cool you couldn't even see it. Yeah, I think it's time for some noticeable cool. First, the walk. Now watch me. Follow me. Do what I do. Ready? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Come on, you can do it. Come on. You just follow me. Just do exactly what I do. Now do it the same way I do. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) This may be the first time in history a white man has ever taught a black man how to walk. Wow. A little more strut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm starting to feel a little different here. I feel like I want to get up. <laughs> uh, that's, that's, that's get down. At least you had the get part, right? Do you know, dressing up like this, trying to act cool, it makes me think. What's that? I must be really desperate. And of course, as soon as Edward walks in the door, Dexter, like, lets the cat out of the bag, like, I love Whitney Houston! Like, okay. (laughs) So Dexter kind of feels like, who am I kidding? I mean, I saw her in a music video on MTV, which Alfonso's like, wow, you watch MTV? Really? But anyway, it's like, he saw her in a music video with some dancing with some guys, you know, backup dancers, and he just feels like, no, I mean, she's too, you know, she won't like me as I am. She's used to, you know, the backup dancer type looking types and whatnot. And, you know, Edward, Alfonso, and Rick are like, hey, look, all you need to do to win her over is 
basically change your image. So lose the suit, lose the tie, lose the button-up shirt. Oh, you got a nice red t-shirt underneath there that Alfonso says, yeah, I gave him that, him that for Christmas. And like, okay, let's see, what else can we do? Um, here, Edward takes off his jacket and puts it on Alfonso, and I, or not Alfonso, I'm sorry, on Dexter. And it actually, it's interesting because um, it looks just a smidge big on Dexter, but they're like, okay, what else can we do? Oh, roll up the sleeves of this jacket here. Oh, what else can we do? Rick's got some sunglasses, throws them on Dexter's face. Like, all right, now you're definitely down with it and you're happening and you look great. And, of course, Dexter kind of just feels like a poser. <laughs> like, I don't... This isn't how I normally... I mean, he even says, you know, this does look make me look a little desperate. Like, yeah, when she saw you, you know, she was into the you look. The Dexter the accountant look. Not Dexter, I'm trying to act like I'm a 16-year-old uh, backup dancer for Whitney Houston. <laughs> Tell Alfonso's gotten taller and his voice has it's gotten deeper, but it's like balanced between the you know high pitch and the low pitch haven't really meshed a hundred percent because his voice is cracking a bit. So I'm looking at uh, De this is Dexter's living room. He's got like a little library set up on one side, and he's got like a a record player, which clearly that's got to be Alfonso's. Plus, he's got his own in his room. Then he's got a sofa off to the side. They are all like, here, let's take off all these layers of clothes, you know, as they start, like, ripping his clothes off. Like, here, let's throw all this other stuff. Like, you got so many layers, we need to, like, rip them off you. Of course, Edward's like, well, we got the look down, but now we got to focus on the walk. And Edward is, like, kind of walking, like, I guess if you want to call it, it's not Jesse Katsopoulos from Full House strutting. It's more like... I'm 40 years old, and I'm showing you how to, you know, walk the walk, and it's just, it's like, no, that's not a strut. That is not, it is the, I'm a 40-year-old dad. It's just slightly above an Urkel strut. <laughs> it's slightly above an Urkel walk. And I love Alfonso's comment to Rick, like, I can't believe a white man is teaching a black man how to walk. Wow. Oh, Edward, come on. You are not down with it. And Dexter's not even feeling it. He's like, yeah, I'm feeling differently. I feel like I want to get up. And of course, Dexter, you know, they're like, uh, it's actually get down. I mean, you got the get part, so... There's that. Of course, the doorbell rings. Of course, Edward and the boys leave Dexter alone. Like, hey, you need a little privacy. Remember, cool is a feeling. It's inside of you. And it's like, he just, he, he sees this for what it is. Like, it's just, it's desperateness. And it's just, that's not Dexter. Of course, Whitney walks in and she's like, hi, fellas. And they're like, oh, yeah, we were just leaving. For breakfast. And Rick's like, yeah, love those flapjacks. Okay. Who's making them? Kate or that Duke's Diner that we hear about in episode two? 
Okay, so Whitney comes in and she just, she looks and then she's like, what in the what? De like, Dexter, is that you under those what, sunglasses and jacket? Red t-shirt? He's actually um, almost kind of posing with a hand on the back of the chair and he's got another hand like on his hip and he's got the glasses. It's like, eh. And she's like, Dexter? And he's like, for sure. And she's like, what is this? You're Dexter. As in Dexter Stuffins. Like the accountant that I met like a couple days ago. You're him? Of course, he's got that confidence. He's got that swagger. He's like, oh, you can call me Dex. And she's like, oh, <laughs> Dex, you look different. And it's not a good different. It's a... I don't know what to make of this, and I kind of don't really like it either. As in, he was just a nice businessman willing to be her accountant, and now it's like he's met her, and he's changing to appeal to her in a romantic sense that maybe she... She wasn't sending out those vibes when she met him, but... Like I said, Dexter's been bit by the love bug, so <laughs> this is gonna be awkward. It already is. I kind of feel bad for Whitney. She didn't expect this. Oh, no. No, 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 no. All right, now, we'll leave you here. You and Whitney can discuss business. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't leave. Listen, you'll Just... do fine, okay? No, you'll knock her dead. Yeah. Remember, cool is a feeling. Good, it's a feeling. I feel like a ninny. <laughs> We were just leaving. For breakfast. Love those flapjacks. Dexter? For sure. Dexter Stuffins? You can call me Dex. Oh, my. Dex, you look different. Well, Monday through Friday is one thing, but on weekends, I like to get down. Well, how many weekends you been doing this? One. Does this have anything to do with me? Everything. Do you think it's wise to mix business with pleasure? Oh, business, business. So, she of course knows what Dexter's about here and the sudden change in, you know, the the clothes and attire and she's like did you do all is this sudden change like about me and he's like oh yeah monday through friday i'm all about this or no on the weekend i'm all about you know dressing down and whatnot and she's like yeah when did this start and he says oh uh just today just this weekend and she kind of looks at him like like she's almost considering like okay I might be able to get you know with this whole thing but do you think it's wise to mix business with pleasure and he's like business schmishness and just throws his papers like up in the air and they just fall all around him okay so now she is singing i don't know whether this is like a couple weeks later maybe they went on some dates because she is at what looks like that same banquet hall maybe and she's just singing 
Now this is the same banquet hall, and Dexter, of course, it's a different day because he's wearing, like, a light blue t-shirt underneath a, what looks like a black and red checked jacket. But then again, it's, like, dark in this room. There's a spotlight on Whitney as she's singing. We have Alfonso and Rick coming in. They definitely see that Dexter's definitely, he's sitting right up front of that table taking notice. So, is she, she's rehearsing for a, a mini concert or at this banquet hall or what is going on here? Because he is like the only one and other than the band members that are playing the instruments and stuff. I couldn't have been more wrong about that red and black check jacket. It's actually what looks like a like a striped jacket with like darker colors. She like tells the band to like take five or whatever. She steps down off the the little stage there and kisses him. So I'm guessing it's been a couple weeks that they've been together because she's definitely she's into it now if this is a relationship indeed that she's entered into. And Rick and Alfonso are kind of patting themselves on the back like, hey, can you believe it? We did it. And Alfonso's like, yeah, miracles do happen. Like, she fell for him. Granted, of course, now they want to be Tinus Interruptus because Rick's like, <clears throat> and Dexter and Whitney break away from the kiss. So Dexter's wearing dark pants, dark blue pants, a sky blue t-shirt and then what looks like black and maybe mauvish plum striped jacket over top oh so she's rehearsing for her video and the boys want to come check it out and Dexter's like I gotta thank you boys for helping me update my thread so he's not only changed his wardrobe he's changed his whole attitude his outlook his lingo all of it over the course of a week, she's become his main squeeze. In a couple weeks, she's going to be going back to Los Angeles. So she's going to be going all the way back to where she most likely normally resides. I don't see that being a thing that's going to work in the future. Okay, he just dropped a bomb without even considering the fact that his nephew lives with him. It's like, oh yeah, the old Dexter would have just, you know, watched her go on a plane and all that. But no, the new Dexter is going with her. It's like, uh, does she know about this? Because I don't think she'd be down for that. After one weekend, you are supposedly a couple. And you're gonna set up shop in Los Angeles? Alfonso's already moved around enough in his life. He needs some stability. And this is just... Rick and Alfonso just look at Dexter like, who even are you? We clearly created a monster. Oh boy. They're going to have to bring in the big guns, like with Ed Edward and Kate and even Whitney. It's like, this guy is like jumped in full force into this pool of Whitney. And he is planning on staying. So you guys need to... Uh, you need to do some damage control here and set his mind straight. <laughs> you. Can you believe it? We did it. Miracles do happen. <clears throat> Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. 
Oh, my wardrobe is here. I'll be back in a second. Okay. okay. Isn't she marvelous? Yeah. We thought we'd drop by and watch Whitney rehearse for a video. You know, I owe you two major thanks. You've helped give me the guts to open my mind, update my threads. Ah, <laughs> uh, it was nothing. Yeah, we do it all the time. As you probably know from the past week, you know, Whitney's become my main squeeze. And in a couple of weeks, she'll be going back to Los Angeles. Now, the old oh, decks would have watched her go, but the new decks is going to be making a scene out there with her. What are you talking about? We are moving to L.A. next no, week, Fonzo. No, not. You are? It's going to be great. Surf's up. <laughs> That's not good. Okay, now we're in Rick's room, and we definitely... Even his door has changed color. It's got that, it's still got that um, black and white dartboard, but the door is like a lavender mauve plum color. He's got, what is some of this stuff here? I see he's got um, a fish tank on his. Is this a desk or is this... This is where that table used to be. Remember that football phone he had for an episode? And then he had another phone. And now he's got like um, a little shelf unit for his stereo. It's not like up in the shelf on the wall. It's actually on a little three-tier shelf right by um, to the left of the door now. That's interesting. Oh, that's more like a desk than anything else. Than really so much a table. But do we see the fish come back later? Did he just get these fish? It looks like he's, like, setting up this giant fish tank. You can't do homework on that table with that giant fish tank there. There's a f another football, which we see a football in the, in the next episode. I think there's even a... Is that a basketball? Or is that a... One of those Everlast, like, red boxing gloves. I can't tell. There's some records there up on those shelves. What's that bucket? There's a bucket there on one of those shelves next to that might be a closet next to that. But what what is that bucket for? Oh, I know what it's for. It's for the fish tank so he can get water from the bathroom to put his fish in. Okay. I know I'm like really <laughs> over explaining, but it's just it's a new season, it's a new room. I really think it's cool. Come in. There's some fish. Is that a fish in there? Hey, Rick, what you doing? Fishing. <laughs> Great. My life is falling apart and you're making jokes. I was just trying to cheer you up. Oh, I mean, who knew Dexter would go berserk? Ever since he met Whitney, he hasn't told me once to go to my room and study. And you're upset about that? It's hard to believe, but I miss it. At least he paid attention to me. I don't want to go to California. Listen, I don't want you to go either. I don't belong there. Nobody belongs in California. <laughs> they just go. Besides, it might not be that bad. Oh, yeah, what am I going to do all day long? Give people their space? <laughs> well, you could, like, sit by the freeway, Mon, and eat some smog. <laughs> I'm tired of moving. First, my mom went to Kenya to dig old bones. Now my uncle's going to California to dig young bones. <laughs> I wish you could stay here. That's it. That's what I'll do. Maybe we should ask my parents first. Do we have to? It's a big house. <laughs> what do you want me to do? Sneak you up food after dinner? I like my steak medium. <laughs> Listen, I think you should talk to Dexter about this. 
Why bother? He'll be in L.A. three weeks and say, what a mind been. Where'd that little dude go? So, yeah, Alfonso comes up to basically complain to Rick, like, hey, I don't like this new Uncle Dexter. He hasn't even told me to go to my room once or go to bed or do my homework. I really miss the old Dexter. And I really don't want to move to California. And Rick's like, well, nobody wants to go to California. They just go. Or whatever. But, um, Alfonso's like, hey, I mean, first... My mom, like, is traveling around Kenya, and then I'm living with my uncle, and now my uncle wants to move to Los Angeles. Do you think I can live here with you? Which reminds me of the episode, um, what was it called? Uh, St. Louis Blues, where Derek's parents get divorced, and he and his mom end up going to, uh, St. Louis. And he's like, hey, do you think I could stay here with you guys? And of course, I was like, uh, no, you actually have to go with your mom. Um... (laughs) It's like, Rick's like, you know, I I really think I need to talk to my parents about that. Do you think I'm just going to sneak you in here? And of course, Alfonso's like, well, no one will notice. Like, I'm not doing that. Let's just go talk to my dad and Kate and see what they say. Oh, man. So we go downstairs, and this is the library area, and we got... Remember the, the television with the dials on it and everything? You know, the turning die. I remember those TVs. What in the world? Is this a game? What am I? And there's like a little printout thing. So what is this? I'm going to play this clip because Edward is like in one of those like exercise things where he's like moving the legs and everything. It's like, you know how you're like in one of those exercise type chairs and you got like the weights like that are supposed to be at your ankle and you're supposed to like, like move your legs together like to push the weight up and everything and he's doing that and it's just like dude you don't exercise in a ring because he is he's sweating something fierce like the pit area the chest area and of course his workout clothes are gray sweatpants and a eddie toys like sleeveless sweatshirt Oh, and the thing actually says, like, oh, your heart rate is 105 calories burned. Apparently, he's only burned six Well, he's only moving his legs. It's not like he's on a treadmill and running. I mean, if you're just moving your legs and you're, like, reclined back, how many calories are you really going to burn? You think with the noises and groans he was making, you think he'd be, like, moving not just his legs and everything, but he'd be moving, like, his... You know, his arms and stuff like that. What? It, what is... This has got to be one of his inventions, would be my guess. Have completed your first set. Heart rate, 105. Calories burned, 6. 6? Proceed to bench press.
Thank you. You should have chowed down with us, man. It was bad. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. No, bad is good, Eddie. Oh, you've been hanging out with Whitney's musicians again, huh? Yeah. They took us to that new punk restaurant, The Stapled Fish. <laughs> it's the first time I ever had lobster that was slam danced to death. Max, I thought you were up to your neck in those new plant site negotiations. Oh, I forgot to tell you, the deal fell through. What? What are you talking about? We worked for months on those negotiations. Eddie, Eddie, you gotta go with the flow. You've already flowed to L.A. I'm already well, what, what happened with the deal? It's bad karma, man. This from a man who just gave up suspenders. Who said I gave him up? I've got to get back to the hotel. I must pack. Oh, no, no, no. I drive here. No, it's okay. You don't have to. No, it's, it's only right. fair. I drive you places, you drive me crazy. Yeah, I think you're getting a little help. I'll send you that song I'm writing. I didn't know you wrote a song. Yeah, it's called Love is a Mystery to Me. You're not kidding. <laughs> See you, darling. Yeah, yeah oh, good so good see you. Have a good flight. I will, I will. Edward, it was nice to meet you. Nice Take to meet care. you, Whitney. Okay. Next time you see me, I'll be a strapping hunk. <laughs> Bye, hon. See you later. Oh my goodness. Yeah, so I guess also it, the thing also is so you can also like push your arms back and forth so it's a, a dual type of thing, not just the legs. And it's like, yeah, you burned six calories. I'm like, dude, you were covered in sweat. You could have burned more calories being intimate with your wife if you wanted a real workout. So Dexter and Whitney come in and she's, you know, got to get back to the hotel and pack and all that good stuff. And apparently there was a deal that he, Dexter and Edward were working on for like months. And Dexter was like, oh no, it's bad karma. It fell through and everything. And, and Edward is like, I'm already strangling. Dude, we worked on that for months. What happened? I thought he was like, you are too entirely wrapped up with Whitney. Have fun in LA because I'm firing you. This is the, when your relationship takes over your work responsibilities, because he's Edward's accountant. That's kind of what uh, Leonard from season one was kind of doing something, you know, financial planner or advisor. And it's just like, ay ay ay. And even Whitney is like, I don't need you to drive me, Dexter. And he's like, oh, no, no, I drive you places. You drive me crazy. And the look that Whitney, like, reveals to Kate, like, can you please, she, like, literally mouths the words, like, help me here, um, she is over Dexter, he is clingy, he is just, he's too much, too much for her, over the course of a week, he is all up in her grill, and she is just ready to bounce to LA and just say, look, Dexter, whatever we had, it was fun, we're done, I need my space. I need to focus on my career, which is what I've been doing. And you are kind of cramping my style. And no, I don't want you to move to L.A. with me. Oh, yeah. Um, Whitney and Dexter excuse themselves so she can get back to the hotel and pack before she's got to catch a plane. And, of course, Kate's, like, realizes that Edward's, like, holding his breath. Like, honey, you can let your breath out. And he's like, oh, good. And she, like, pats his stomach. Like, he's, like, covered in sweat. Like, that sweatshirt, like, throw that in the wash. Ew. And the sweatpants. It's like, ugh. 
Edward is like, oh, well, I can't be upset with Dexter when he's so happy. He's like, yes, you can. You're running a business and he is your financial guy. He's your accountant guy. If he's messing around and, you know, not paying attention to you. So Edward goes back. He sits back in the chair and he's like doing more reps and stuff like that. And he's like, oh, I bet Whitney's pretty happy. And I'm sure Kate's like, well, actually, judging by the expression she had before she left, when we shared that look, uh, I'm going to say not too bad. Oh, it looks like stuff's been moved out of the way for this library setup, too. So unless it's large where's i just thought where's phil that stuffed you know man that he's always wearing a different outfit i i think i might have missed him he might be maybe i just missed him and just didn't see him for a second but maybe we'll see him or maybe like it's season four no one cares about phil he was just a pain in the butt that we had to dress every episode so we're just nixing him like that mannequin in season one of full house that was always wearing the same outfit that joey gladstone was yeah they got rid of that, like, halfway through season one, I think. You can let your breath out now. <laughs> it's hard to be upset at Dexter when he's so happy. I know. I guess Whitney's pretty happy, too, huh? Upset is more like it. That's not even close to happy. You're dogging it. I'm busy. Do you mind? What's the matter? Well, Dexter's decision to move to California caught her by surprise. Well, I thought she liked him. Oh, she does, in New York. Whitney never intended for him to give up his whole life for her. Well, don't you think she should tell him about this? Well, she did. Oh. Then why is he so happy? Love is death. <laughs> if you're finished, you've completed the preschool and elderly infirm work. Oh, oh. Dad? We need to talk about Dexter. Yeah, there seems to be a lot of that going around. <laughs> so Kate pretty much boils down the whole Dexter Whitney situation is that Whitney likes Dexter, but she likes him in New York. She didn't intend for him to follow her out there like a little lost puppy out to LA. And she even, well... <laughs> Edward's like, well, didn't she tell Dexter this? And she's like, Kate's like, yeah, she did. But apparently love is deaf because it fell on deaf ears. Apparently Whitney's the only problem that's got a problem with, only person that's got a problem with Dexter because Alfonso and Rick come in and like, hey, look, we have an issue with Dexter. Edward's like, yeah, it seems to be a lot of Dexter issues coming around. So I guess we are not privy to that conversation, but now we go back to Dexter's place where he is packing and listening to Whitney's album on his record player, I'm Saving All My Love For You. Alright, well it looks like Edward's had an earful about Dexter issues and he's gonna, like, see if he can talk some sense into Dexter's deaf ears. Like, look, Whitney likes you, but she doesn't... She's not about having a relationship that includes you moving to Los Angeles to be with her. You know, she's about her career. She's really starting to take off. So, the whole... It's just... It's not a good time. And I think Dexter is just coming on too fast and too strong. 
And, you know, someone's got to make Dexter see reason, so of course it's got to be Edward. And maybe Rick and Alfonso are there, too, to, like, back him up. Dexter. Yo, babe, what's going down? You know, that uh, We have to talk in English. Well, lean on me, bro. <laughs> Don't you think you're acting a little impulsively? Absolutely. And I used to think wearing a paisley tie was a walk on the wild side. <laughs> well, it's... It's your life, and I respect that, but I'm your friend, and I'm concerned about you making a major decision like this so quickly. You're the one who, for years, you were telling me, loosen up, Dex. Well, yeah, but not all at once. <laughs> you don't have any experience in this. You're way past loose. You're practically liquid. <laughs> yeah. This is Dexter, unchained. All I'm asking you to do is just take a look at things before you turn your life inside out. You have no idea what's happening to me. Well, sure I do. I know about whirlwind romances. The minute I saw Rick's mom, I knew we were meant for each other. That's exactly how I feel. So I dropped me? everything for her. That's exactly what I'm doing. And our marriage lasted seven days. Enough time to consummate it. You did it wrong. That won't happen with us. Are you sure? Well, Whitney's a little like I used to be, you know, into her career, but used to be my bag, but I'm betting I can turn around. You're betting an awful lot. Your business, your friends, your wardrobe. <laughs> Rick and Alfonso are outside. They have something they want to ask you. No sweat. So at first I thought, you know, Edward was going to talk about, you know, his relationship with Kate. But no, actually he brings up his relationship with his first wife, Evelyn, which is a great way to bring Dexter back to Earth. He says, yeah, I was ready to drop everything for Evelyn and, you know, start a life with her. And you know what? We moved so fast, so quick that our marriage lasted seven days. And it's just like, Dexter just looks at him like, well, you clearly did it wrong. It's like, no. Edward was young and impulsive, and he jumped the gun on something that he really didn't get to know Evelyn. They met on, like, a cruise or something, and they clearly probably just got married on the ship. And then within the seven days that they were married, they consummated and made Rick, unbeknownst to Edward, of course, until 12 years later, but... He just realized, like, what we have is great here, but it's like once we get on the mainland, we're going to clearly see we both have different views of how we see things and how we make our money and how we spend our money. And it's just they have no real... He and Evelyn had no real um, interest other than the fact that they both came from money. So clearly him telling Dexter all of this is not going to change his mind in regards to moving to Los Angeles. So De Edward pulls out one last refuge, which is to hear from Rick and Alfonso. They clearly are going to make him see reason and see the light. Like what you're doing is a mistake. You may not regret it now, but when you get out there and she's going to be so busy with her career and what are you going to be doing? But waiting around, waiting to get attention from her. Yeah, Dexter fell too fast too soon. And it's not love, it's infatuation. There's a big difference between 
having that love emotion and then just being on cloud nine, which is what Dexter's on. And he's coasting on those fumes as far as it'll take him. But now, it's like, you're not just gonna hurt yourself in the end, you're gonna hurt your nephew, who's already been uprooted now twice. He needs stability. And hopefully, Alfonso is gonna say, Uncle Dexter, I don't want to move with you to Los Angeles. I think it's a bad idea. So hopefully, they can make him see reason. Uncle Dexter, can I sleep over at Rick's? For sure. For the rest of my life? Oh, I know what's happening here. You bummed out about the move. That's cool. It's not cool. Look, in a week's time, you're going to be cruising down Sunset Boulevard in a convertible digging the vibes. Maybe he digs the vibes here. We've got plenty of room, right, Dad? Alfonso has to stay with us. But that's a decision you'll have to make, Dex. Do you want to stay here? Yeah. I don't want to get in the way of you and Whitney, but I just can't handle the movie again. I know how he feels. I mean, I've been bounced around a lot. It's no fun always being the new kid, always having to prove yourself. I finally found a place where I belong, and a good friend. I didn't even think about that. That's because mm. you were too busy thinking about suspenders and <laughs> karma. That's an unfair accusation. Is it? Come here. What? Yeah, this isn't you, Dad. Take a look at yourself. What do you see? I'm trendy, I'm a yuppie, I'm an 80s me person, I'm everything you all encourage me to be. We thought it was a good idea at the time. Yeah, we were wrong. Take a look again. Now, imagine yourself at a Harvard reunion. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> what have I done with myself? fell in love. No, he didn't. You complete temporary insanity. <laughs> I've never felt this way before in my entire life. Love is pretty dangerous stuff. Whitney's a terrific girl. You've got great taste, right? I'm sorry, Alfonso. I, I, I didn't think of you in this equation. You really should have. Did you just say equation? Affirmative. Affirmative? I think he's back. He's back. Yeah. The fever's broken. He's back in the room. Listen, I'm not ready to give up everything. We're staying. Ah, you are. <laughs> Where's my vest? It's right here. Yeah. Come on. Here you go. Ugh. All right, much better. Look out. Go to your room and study. I can dig it. <laughs> Stop talking like that. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Welcome. Rick and I will get that. See you later. See ya. Okay. Bye bye. So this is clearly what is known as a quick fix. The problem is easily solved by just pushing Elf Dexter into a mirror twice to show him what he looks like. And he's like, oh no, I'm cool and I'm happening. I'm exactly what you guys you know, created me to be. And Edward's like, okay, here, look like, really look at yourself in the mirror and your reflection. Now, picture yourself at your Harvard reunion. And immediately, it's like that light bulb above Dexter's head goes off. Like, oh my god, what have I done? And then he starts spouting off words like affirmative and this and that. And it's like, I think the old Dexter is uh, coming back. And he is. And he's like, I can't believe it. I just... 
And Edward's like, well, you were in love. I'm like, he was not in love. He was in infatuation. I hate how they throw the word love around. The, I mean, <sighs> but anyway, he's back. He tells Alfonso to go upstairs to his bedroom and study. And Alfonso's happy. And it's just, you know, I like that they're just... Yeah, Dexter realized he was not even thinking of Alfonso in all of this. Which he really should have. I mean, you chose to take him in. You know, you chose to be your nephew's guardian. So, yeah. But it's all solved. And I'm just... When Edward came over there, he's wearing the exact same clothes that he was just sweating in. Like, an hour or a half hour ago. Gross. Take a shower, change your clothes, and then go over. You reek of stink and sweat and good golly knows what else. All he did was throw on a jacket and head over there. Come on, guy. Of course, now that Alfonso has been... Or, Alfonso, excuse me. Dexter has been taken care of. He's been fixed. He's back to his old Dexter self. Edward and... Rick are gonna split. Of course, who's at the door but Whitney? She is ready to go on, you know, catch a plane and all that, but of course she wants to say goodbye to Dexter. You sure get around. We were just leaving. For breakfast. It's five o'clock. It's a late breakfast. Oh, love those flapjacks. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I'm on my way to the airport. Already? Yeah. Look, about you moving to California, Please. I... I'll see you in L.A. On vacation. But I don't think I'm going to be moving there. It occurs to me we, we may be going too fast. Well, if you think so. Are you going to be all right? Yeah, I'll be fine. We'll keep seeing each other. I'd like that. Well, thanks for letting me down easy. No, it's just a... See, Whit, I, I sort of lost sight of who I really am. And when you're around, all I see is you. You make me crazy, woman. <laughs> so, Dexter, like, hey, look... I'll see you in L.A. on vacation. We moved too fast. I'm not ready to move to L.A. I'm like, you were never ready to move to L.A. You would have gotten out there and realized you made the biggest mistake of your life. So, they kiss. They really kiss. And now we are back in Dexter's little living room space. I don't like how this shot is set up. It's like the couch is like facing away and we got like we're seeing the back of Edward, Kate and Rick's head. And then we have Alfonso and Dexter in chairs. And I'm like, I don't like it's like you're peeking around the corner watching people have a conversation is where that camera is set up just outside um, the living room. It just feels like you're peeping in on someone's conversations that you're not a part of. Thanks for the dinner, Dex. It was delicious. Oh, okay. My pleasure. Okay. Listen, I appreciate your concern for me since Whitney returned to California. Well, you've only been back on your wingtips a few days now. <laughs> I assure you I'm fine now. I talked to Whitney today. Oh? Did she say anything about me? 
Not much. Just that it was the best seven days of her life. <laughs> yeah, it's quite an eventful week. I love it when he talks like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you say we boogie on home? <laughs> Uh -huh. Okay, stop it. Okay, I don't want right to. Right on, bro. Mine. Too bad. Uncle Dexter, do you still think about moving to California? Sometimes. But I'm glad we stayed. Me too. Come on. Good night. Night. See ya. Okay, so I get the camera shot now is because everyone right away was, like, getting up off the couch and, like, moving into um, the other part of Dexter's living room. And they're just going to head out. They had had dinner and everything like that. So, of course, Edward's got to, like, <laughs> all this 80s lingo. Like, hey, keep it cool. We're going to jet. We're going to we're gonna get We're going to split and all that. And he, of course, Edward's got to do that strut. <laughs> Ricky, of course, uh, in the last scene was like, oh, we're going to go have breakfast. And Whitney's like, it's like five o'clock. And Rick's like, yeah, well, love those flapjacks. Well, it's a shame because McDonald's now actually offers breakfast throughout the entire day. Select breakfast, but I'm pretty sure you can get the hotcakes. I'm sure back in the 80s, there were places... IHOP was around in 1985. I'm sure it must have been, right? Maybe? Possibly? I'm sure, if not, there were other, like, breakfasty places that had breakfast and pancakes and waffles and French toast at 5 in the evening. I mean, that's why people sometimes... Like, tomorrow, I'm making breakfast for dinner. I am... Stop. One. Thank you. Um, am making pancakes for dinner because... I love pancakes and waffles and French toast. Uh, I I like it made for somebody else. Um, mine is okay. It's average. You know, actually, I didn't learn how to make French toast until like last year or maybe a couple years ago. I never even thought to attempt it. I mean, I thought about attempting it, but I'm just like, no, it's going to be a mess. It's going to turn out gross. It's not going to look good. Yeah. So this was kind of cool. We did get to see, you know, Dexter and Alfonso's place. It was pretty sweet. You know, we got to get away from the use of the, of the uh, Stratton Mansion for a change. Um, as far as the episode goes, um... Gosh, now that's season four, I don't know if that train rating is going to apply. What can I even call it now? I mean, at least with the Punky, you know, podcast, you know, Brandon was around for four seasons, so you can do the Brandon Tailwake episode, you know, episode rating. But with the train thing, now that that train is not going to be there, I don't think Phil's going to, that, that mannequin thing ain't going to be there anymore either, so... I don't know. I have to think about what is like a constant thing that's throughout season four and five. Is that baby mullet, that little chia pet mullet of Rick's has not started to really emerge too much yet. I'll come up with a rating system. So we're going based on number. Uh, I liked it, but. I'd give it, honestly, maybe a 3 out of 5. It was 
pretty average for me. I mean, I like that Whitney was in it. I mean, she was a nice lady. You got to see her, you know, back before, you know, the bodyguard came out. And, you know, when she was starting to become, you know, with all those songs that she was known for, you know, late 80s. I mean, that's really, she blew up. I'm like 86, 87, 88, 89. As far as for a season opener, it was okay. I mean... So yeah, three out of five, you know, Whitney, um, Edward with the exercise equipment, I mean, it was okay. Um, Rick with the fish, do we see those fish again? Maybe, maybe not, it really depends. Why get the fish in aquarium if you're only going to see it for an episode? I don't know. Um, maybe the third one could be, uh, we get to see Dexter's place once, that's and the only other uh, two things I'd knock off would honestly be just Dexter and the the lingo. I didn't like Mr. Cool. It just was like, uh. And him, like, wanting to move to Los Angeles, like, right away after a week. It had been a week of him being with Whitney. And seriously, you fall too fast. But, um... We're not going for realism in television sitcoms. That's why we watch television, because of the lack of realism. As far as for Silver Spoonful, don't make rash decisions after you meet somebody. Don't get married after knowing them for only a few days, because that isn't going to work out. And don't make a rash decision that's just like, oh, I've known you for a week, I'm going to move to wherever you are. Like, uh, that, get to know the person first, please. Pull a Joey Gladstone from Full House Season 4 Happy New Year episode where he meets, you know, a lady off of a dating video or whatever and then all of a sudden decides, I want to marry you after knowing you for, like, less than five hours. So if I had to rate the pilots as far as best to worst so far, I'm gonna go with Season 1, Season... Two, season three, and season four. Season four was okay as an opener. I mean, we haven't even hit season five. We I just started season four, so maybe season five season opener will trump season four. I mean, Whitney Houston was cool. It was nice to see her on a television show, but it, honestly, it was just it was an okay episode. I think the next one, Mrs. Stratton builds her dream home. I think that might be a better episode. For me, anyway. I mean, there's going to be more going on. I mean, this just focused on Dexter dating Whitney for a week. And him changing his looks and his lingo and everything. It's just... Eh. Alright, so let's take a quick look at the next episode we're next week. Season 4, episode 2. Mrs. Stratton builds her dream house. September 22nd, 1985. Edward allows Kate to redecorate the house, which becomes chaotic for him and Rick. Is there any trivia? There's no trivia. There rarely, if ever, is any trivia for these episodes. So, alright. I hope you guys enjoyed I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I, like I said, I thought it was a decent episode. I've seen, you know, better season openers. But, um, yeah. So, if you want to email the podcast and talk about your favorite Silver Spoons memories, silverspoonspodcast at gmail.com is the email. 
or Facebook Silver Spoons Podcast. Together we're going to find our way. Or Instagram at Silver Spoons Podcast. So that being said, everyone have a wonderful week. Hopefully the weather's treating you well. Hopefully you're not getting dumped down by snow. We haven't had really next to no snow. And I'm not complaining. Mind you, I am not complaining. If it keeps up like this for the rest of winter, I would be happy. I mean, I know we're going to get snow eventually. Like, it's going to be a pain in the butt to drive in. But this is this is nice. It's comfortable. I mean, it's not the warmest outside, but it's better than it being, like, single digits or the teens. So... All right, everybody. Have a great week. Bye-bye.